Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 338 and it is Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, we have a very special guest. He is the co-host of the I Sell Comics podcast with Ming Chen. He is a cast member of the of the AMC series Comic Book Men, and he is one of the proprietors of the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, residing in Long Branch, New Jersey. Party people, please welcome Mr. Mike Zapchik. Welcome, sir. What's up, folks? How we doing? Just wanna I wanna just clear up two Mistakes there that just we don't do comic book men anymore. As much as I love doing the show, it was great. I know AMC, boo AMC. I was there for boo boo for AMC. Um, actually, no, yay for for them putting us on in the first place. Right, <laughs> that was good. Um, and uh, Ming Chen and I no longer do the I Sell Comics podcast. We have not done that in three years, I believe. I, yeah, I think it's three years. Has it been three years? No, right? Oh, I could have, have sworn like the last episode I saw it dated was like 2021 or, or so. I, I could I could, I could, could be wrong, but... Two years, three years, somewhere yeah. in there. But uh, okay. now I do uh, another podcast from The Secret Stash called Live from The Secret Stash. And I do that with Christian uh, Cordes and uh, my lovely wife, Julia, Julia Zapsik. So yeah, we um, it's that took the place of I sell comics because Ming um, Ming can no longer um, commit to a weekly podcast. Boo Ming. Yeah, boo, boo Ming, <laughs> boo Ming. Gotcha. Boo Ming, boo Ming. No, he's not boo Ming. <laughs> he's short. So well, I'm very soft spoken. So. <laughs> Well, this well, this episode will certainly be booming for sure. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank so, you for I, I love podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl, I know you've got your litany of questions here. Oh, so. absolutely. I a I'm, litany. Yeah. <laughs> I've not had a litany in a very long time. Since 2021. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, your humble beginnings. Like, how did you get into like comic books in the first place? Like, um. There has never been a time in my life when I can't remember not having comic books around. I'm I'm the youngest of six boys. So my five older brothers, comic books, I got all the hand down stuff. And um, I mean, I had heard of I, I was like a toy archaeologist because by the time I came along and was able to actually play with, you know, toys. <clears throat> Most of my brothers had grown out of them because there's a five-year gap between me and my um, my oldest brother or my youngest brother, my brother closest in age to me. So he didn't want any of those toys. And I got this huge toy box full of stuff. And, you know, the 13-inch G.I. Joes. And there was remnants of toys that got thrown out but like little hints like i had been given hints about captain action never actually getting a captain action because they they my parents threw out the action figures but i found like a ray gun and i found like a a spider-man flashlight and i'm like "Ooh, what are these and none of my brothers would tell me because they were you know 
out on dates and all sorts of other stuff. Right. So. Yeah. And also, you know, Batman, Adam West, Batman, that helped monster me in, and the Spider-Man cartoon from 1967, the really old ones, where his webs didn't go all the way down his chest. <laughs> Basically, the origin of the meme where they were all pointing at each other. Yes, exactly. But that Spider-Man with like no, I, I was like, that is just so damn lazy. That is incredibly lazy. So um, that was my how I knew I was a, a comic book nerd. And I was like, just, I was pissed off about something in comic book land. So that's how I knew I was like destined to be a comic book guy. <laughs> yeah. So how did you meet? I believe Walt Flanagan was the first one, was the first person the you met. The manager of the Secret Stash? Yeah. Yes, I was actually a reservist at the Secret Stash before I was uh, employed there. So I would get my weekly comics pulled for me by Walton and his and the gang. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two years in, um, he needed someone on weekends. And, you know, I didn't annoy him all that much. So he's like, hey, you want to work, you know, two Saturdays out of the month? I'm like, sure. And somehow I parlayed that I was – I had a, a – a career as a chef and my wife at the, my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, she said, if you, if we're going to get married, you need to consider getting out of the restaurant industry because, um, it's not conducive to family life. We need to, you know, figure something else out because I want you around on holidays. I want you around at night. I want you, you know, not working 14 hours a day, right? you know, six days a week. So that's pretty much what happened. I, I was going back to school to figure out what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, I became a comic book guy. So, <laughs> right. And then that ended up leading to you meeting Kevin Smith. Yes, because Kevin owns the secret stash. Gotcha. Um, and he's, he's the big boss. He's the one who makes all the, the really heavy decisions. And, yeah, um, Kevin's a great guy, you know, very – um, he listens to, to his people, so that's that's great. That's awesome. So, how did the show Comic Book Men like come like just get its start, and how did that come up? You like how did that come about, and how did you become a part of it? Again, another Kevin kind of situation where they AMC the the, the top brass at AMC had a surprise hit. They they didn't think that they were going to get this juggernaut like The Walking Dead. So they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? You know, they only had six episodes. And they're like, how do we parlay this? How do we how do we keep this audience? Because they're certainly hungry for something new. And it's a you know, Walking Dead was a comic book before it was a TV show. Right. And a, a very popular comic book. So they, they went to Kevin. They're, they're like, do you have any ideas? And he's like, you know what? I always dug the um, whenever they had like a Pawn Stars or uh, Antiques Roadshow. I always loved it when they had like really cool, you know, toys from my era yeah. and comic books on there. And, you know, so couldn't we do something like that? And they're like, yeah, we can. That'd be great. And so they, they went with that. And Kevin said, hi, you know, and why don't you show the, um, the misadventures of like the, comic book uh, retailers, the guys who were working in the store. And they're like, what a great idea. We'll go around looking for, you know, um, a bunch of, you know, like the nerdiest of the nerds. And he's like, well, I own a comic store and you can, you know, you can film down there. And they're like, 
wait a minute, you own a comic book store? Then let's do it there. So that's how Comic Book Men came about. Oh, okay. And I was working there, so I was kind of a natural fit. Ming Chen didn't work there. Chuck told us that. Of a, yeah, it, it was kind of a um, like a gentle lie for the show. It was a, it was a fiction, if you will. He mm. worked for Kevin. He was Kevin's IT guy. Oh, okay. But, you know, rather than have, like, four really white guys, you know, <laughs> just working in the store... And uh, being curmudgeons, you know, let's let's bring uh, Ming in because he he brings a little diversity in there and some comic relief. Poor Ming, y'all picked on him a lot on that show. <laughs> uh, if you spent a weekend with him, you'd be like, you guys didn't pick on him enough. Really? <laughs> yeah, spend a weekend with him, you'll see. So, what were some of your so yes, what were some of your like favorite like comic book men moments or stories that you have that? Maybe that we did see that we did see on TV, or some that we did not even like be, was able to catch on the air. Uh, there were a lot of great things that um, I mean, meeting Adam West was fantastic. That was cool. Um, Rosario Dawson, she was amazing. Um, traveling out to Funko, Funko headquarters in Everett, Washington, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, just you know the the little. I, I should say the little things, but, you know, just being up in the Batcopter was really, really cool. Getting to drive the Batmobile, that was, I mean, so many things that I wouldn't have had if it weren't for comic book. Man. Yeah, yeah driving, um, it at, driving it at two miles per hour, they had to. Yeah, that, that kind of sucked. I didn't even get to drive the Black Beauty. That was a bummer because <laughs> I was like, I want, I want to drive that. All right, yeah. so... So yeah, when um when I did meet when I did meet you at the store, I um I mentioned that we had a mutual friend and I kind of used his name to like, hey, we know Chuck. <laughs> How did you meet Chuck Staten? Oh, Chuck was doing stuff for uh Walt and Brian and Brian Quinn, the the Tell and Steve Dave guys. Yeah. And Chuck uh came in and, and started doing stuff for them. All right. Now, throughout the show, oh, uh we do have an audience question. Were the celebrities on the show, were they like a surprise or were they like planned to be on the show? Oh, everything everything was really planned. Uh, there were very few times when they surprised us with people. Oh. So, I mean, as much as I would have loved to, have, you know, them to surprise me with Mark Hamill or <laughs> Carrie Fisher, that would have been awesome. But, yeah, yeah most, most times, because you got to set everything up and... You know, Stan Lee was fantastic. Yeah, you spent you know, the whole, like, yeah, I think in that one episode, like, he just spent the whole entire day there, just... He was there twice for two days. We got to spend two whole days with Stan. And, you know, um, we kind of had a... Stan was... Kevin had a friendship with Stan. We were friendly with Stan. So uh, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so you've collected... Okay, you've seen so many comics, like... I remember one episode, like, Detective Comics number one came in, guy holding in a briefcase. Like, what would be, you consider your holy grail of comics? What would be my holy grail of comics? Um, I've literally held an Action Comics in my hand, Action Comics number one. Uh, so I, there's not many that I haven't seen. I mean, to own... Yeah. Owning is so transitory. It's it would have been 
very cool for me to have met um, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Yeah, and no, that no. would be cool. Mm. You know, not just it's it's less of like the, the ownership kind of thing and more of the experience type of thing gotcha. that you know I got. Um, now it was really cool to you know drag race Adam West, but to get called uh, a poor deluded child by him. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> you got a few questions. <laughs> yeah, um, like of, of all the uh, things that you've that you've seen, like uh, on the on the show, or even or even off the air, with like uh, customers bringing in various items to, to get appraised or sell. What were, what were some of the most uh, strangest and most random off the wall items you've seen that either made made the air or actually didn't make the air? There's stuff that people brought in that I told to bring back, you know, later on. But a guy brought in, um, and this is right when oddities first started coming out too. Mm-hmm. Guy brought a pig fetus with two heads in a big jar of formaldehyde one time. I wanted to sell it to me, and I'm like, "What am I going to do with it?" <laughs> do with that. Wow. There's like no resale value. <laughs> yeah, I, I twelve dollars. I don't know what what does pork go for a pound. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah, it, that was that was weird. Um, somebody tried to sell me a, and it's fake because none of them exist. It it was a vampire hunting kit. So I thought like vintage vampire hunting kit from like the 1800s. I'm like, this shit never happened. (laughs) Oh, there were no legitimate vampire hunters out there in the 1800s. Now, if you go back to the 1400s, those superstitious weirdos, probably had these things up but it, it wouldn't have been as cool as you know what, what this one was looking like yeah. unless blades somehow time traveled yeah that, that, that. hey if wesley snipes could have done that he should have gone back and paid his taxes oh Ooh. there you go or sticky figures but oh. we don't no that show doesn't exist right blade the blade oh. show with stinky fingers i don't know how this popped in my head but it, it no longer it was it was a blip four episodes and that was that Four episodes too many, but uh, <laughs> but I'll say gotcha. like, I'll say like one of the I think one of the most random items I've seen someone sell on the show comic book, comic book man, was someone brought in a bunch of Rocky figures and one of the figures was the actual steak the or the the, the slab of meat yep. that they the hit slab the slab that was an actual figure in and of itself it was like yes. I was like huh like like who who would think to sell that. And the guy sold it, and we bought it. So yeah, yeah. It, it and we bought it for entirely too much money. So it <laughs> sat around for a very long time. Okay. Wow. So I was watching a few episodes like right before, right before coming here, and the one that I just happened to that we fall on fell on was when your collection was destroyed by Sandy. And the guys got you a a uh, personalized George Perez art piece of uh, Wonder Man. Do you still have that? Let's take a walk. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Ooh, nice house, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It's a brief ad, but that's all. Right. There we go. <laughs> oh man! And is that the first? That's the first appearance with it. Yep. 
very cool. Um, it's like the pride of my my collection. So, and I don't have most of my uh, stuff these days. I have upgraded to like omnibuses and absolute editions. So, I don't have a whole lot of uh, single issues anymore because they can get destroyed. Mm, I do. Like over 2,400 of them. There you go. I, I'm a collector. Like a lot of times too. What's crazy? Hey, you know what? I was going to say, sometimes our collecting Jones uh, evolves into other things. So, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it actually evolved. Yeah, it actually evolved to like this. And I gained like a lot of knowledge, especially from like you and the rest of the guys. Like, Whenever somebody would come in with a comic and then you would come in and evaluate, oh, well, this has, you know, the, you know, the creases on the side, the do- excuse me, the dog ears. And uh, one thing I never knew about was smoke damage. How, like, if a comic, like, oh, the, yeah, with the guy, he had store comics above a cigar store. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a stinky collection. That mm-hmm. was, uh, and we tried to... Um, mask it and air it out, but there's, yeah, there's sometimes there's no going back. Yeah, even when they go, even when they like grow old, like the just just out of time, and then like the paper gets you know yellowed out, and that actually yeah, that that pulp smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the joys for. Okay, so on my way there, there was I noticed that I want to say it's on Sycamore Ave. Was that the site of Cler- of movies from Clerks 2? It looked like it was an abandoned restaurant. No, no. The site of... Uh, that was... In Clerks 2, that was filmed out in California. Oh. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was an old Burger King out in California. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because <laughs> if... Well, yeah, unfortunately. But uh, if you look at the go-kart track, you can see the uh, Santa Clara Mountains in the background. Okay. Now I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, we don't have... We don't have any any uh, mountains here, and uh, we have mountains in New Jersey, but not in Monmouth County. Yeah, so. no. yeah, it's actually rather nice. It's actually that is a nice area too, where where the store is at. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Red Bank is gorgeous town. Yeah, it, with the there's a uh, smoothie shop like right across the street. That's where we went. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you frequently go there. Uh, if it's Smoothie King, Smoothie King just moved. They just closed their doors right next to us. But there's another place called um, uh, Good, uh, Good, oh my God, Good Eats, that has like organic was. food. Yeah, it was and right across the street. Food. Yeah, and they are very good. Yeah. Um, now the building, because I know there, I noticed it was remodeled, but was it the same building that's in the show? No, no. So. You, we had moved, and we did a um, a build out of. For the new shop, and uh, Ernie O'Donnell, the guy who played Rick Darris in Clerks, the original Clerks, yeah, he's the one who did the building out. So it took us a, a long time, from October to February, to uh, rehab the place. It, it was standing vacant for about six years. It used to be an organic um, grocery store, right? And before that, it was a shoe store, yeah. like a long time ago, like back in the the 1940s and 50s 
Gotcha. Yeah, because I was because when I got when I got there, I noticed like this is a lot bigger from like what it what we saw on the show. And it's just like, is it the same building? We don't know. So we was talking. You know. No, it's not the uh, the original show. The original um, place where the show was uh, filmed was about ten doors down, same side of the street though. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, that answers one of my questions. Uh, you have any other ones? Come on, Victor, jump in. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, uh, just uh, broadening the discussion a bit. Um, uh, what are your thoughts of uh, of nerd culture as it as it stands today? You know, like you know, historically, like for example, with comics, they've been historically been seen as a niche medium, but now with like the popularity of like Marvel and DC films, for example, um, their comic book movies are very much the mainstream. So, in your view, in mm-hmm. 2023, what does the, the term nerd culture mean? In your view. It means mainstream is pretty much what it means because I, I don't know too many people who aren't. Everybody's nerdy about something. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally stuck on this um, text chat. There's a text chain that somebody threw me into, and I can't leave because it just sucks. Um, it sucks <laughs> that I can't leave. But. This one guy just keeps going on and on and on about uh, Jared Goff. And I'm not really into sports. And I'm just like, shut up. I don't care about Jared Goff. You know, hey, he's, you know, this is what his year is going to look like. And I'm like, holy crap. And he's also a Lady Gaga. Like, he, he's like a 16 year old girl about Lady Gaga. It's, it's horrible. And this guy's like in his late 50s, um, which is like creepy on so many levels and I don't want to like really make fun of this poor guy. Oh God, but let's. So he's a nerd for Gaga and he's a nerd for Jared Goff. So everybody's a nerd for something. So superhero and Hey, let's, let's put it uh, in even more interesting terms. My father, God rest his soul. Loved, loved the fact that I read. I read practically from the time I was like two or three, um, you know, all through my, my teen years. And he would get pissed off at me for reading Stephen King books and for uh, reading comic books. And a couple of, actually, um, about 15 years before he died, you know, we were sitting there talking and uh, he had admitted that two of his favorite movies are The Green Mile and um, Road to Redemption. No, Road to... Uh, Perdition? Road to per- That's it, Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. Two of his favorite movies. You know, we were just talking about them. And he's like, they're so, you know, I'd be surprised if they weren't, you know, scripted by the same person. I looked and I'm like, well, one of them is a Stephen King novel. And one of them is a comic book. It was a comic book before it was a movie. Right. And I started laughing. And I, he's like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, you like comic books all along and you never knew. And the fact that you would make fun of me for reading Stephen King novels just goes to prove that I was right. You know, there is, there is merit in just about anything. You know, if you're reading the back of a cereal box, there's merit in that. As long as you're reading, as long as you're, like, broadening your horizons. Correct. 
uh, I think that um, nerd culture should go even more. And I think that it will, you know, because in Japan, manga is, it's in 100% of everything they do. They have manga about ordering, um, ordering out food. So, I mean, it, it's in every, ad, every facet of Japanese culture. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that to hit here and people to stop being like, oh, comics are for kids. And when no, they're not, they're not. <laughs> I mean, take a look at the boys. That's one of Amazon's highest rated shows. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, original shows, which goes to prove that, holy crap, you know, uh, they're doing something right. Mm hmm. Yeah, and even and even when you mentioned manga, like you can go to any any bookstore, like even like Newberry Comics, and it was like it's like a third or like the two thirds of their store is dedicated to just manga, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it definitely has a foothold here for sure. So, what are you, if you have time to, currently reading right now? I am uh, I'm in absolute love with Night. Tom Taylor's take on Nightwing is fantastic. If you haven't been reading it, Nightwing is one of my favorite characters. He represents the best of two worlds, the best of Batman and the best of Superman. So he was raised by these, you know, or under the, the tutelage of these, like, mm -hmm. two very different but very um, incredible superheroes or heroes. Right. And he, he learned from both of them, which I'm just like, that is so cool. And Tom Taylor's been knocking it out of the park. Um, Dick Grayson's still in Bloodhaven. You know, um, Gotham's twin, uglier sister. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's... When Alfred Pennyworth died, he was left um, with his fortune. And dude made a lot of money. Dude didn't, he didn't go out partying. So, you know, he had a lot of money and it was invested very well by uh, Lucius Fox. So he, Dick Grayson was already a millionaire. Now he became a billionaire. And he took that money and he put it into um, the reclaiming of Bloodhaven and making sure that, you know, there were um, outreach centers and there were, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on, you know, Helping out the social fabric of Bloodhaven. This is one city, not the entire world, just one city. And it was really cool because he's got this teen center where kids can go and just hang out. And if they need a place to crash, they can crash there. And I'm looking to, you know, I'm looking around going, where are all the billionaires in this universe who would do something like that? I ain't seeing them. That is 100%. pisses me off. 100% correct. Any uh, indie titles that you're currently reading as well? Uh, a uh, whole bunch. Of, uh, well, I mean, I'm trying to keep my finger on all the end. Something Epic is really I've been great. Re I've been reading that one. That is fantastic. Um, I what love else their covers, too. Um, the Enfield Gang Rides again from, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I'm blanking on uh, who's putting that out. I think it might be Scout. Or a Hoy books, I'm not sure, but it, it's about the uh, the Enfield gang, so that's pretty cool. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> I've been digging uh, 
Do you ever see those, the Mystery Science Theater-esque books where they take, like, old comics, public domain comics, they erase all of the, um, all the word balloons and they put in their own words mm. and they shape yeah. the story around that? Really? It's actually really like sham comics. That's what they call it, sham comics. Oh, okay. That's, it, that's a really fun read. All right. We actually got into, uh, hopefully you heard of this, World Tree. World Tree, very much so. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's Scott Snyder, right? Uh, Tynion. James Tynion. Yes. Sorry, James. Didn't mean to dish it. <laughs> yeah, but that one's uh It's a mind, yes. Yeah. He, um, he, I'm, yeah. About, I'm too behind, but that's a mind you know. Oh, about. man. It gets better. It definitely gets better. Um, so have you ever thought of creating like your own comic? I had an idea, and I'm still percolating in the back of my mind, but for a book and record, how cool would that be? Remember the old book and records? I saw that in a recent episode. The ones for like a dollar fifty. Yeah. We were going to, uh, or I was going to, um, I've got a great idea for um, like a father and son duo and they have a falling out, and there's this, you know, the father dies, and he, this guy, sort of like a Batman and Robin type of situation, but not really. So, where he's his actual son, and it's it's actually kind of kind of a cool premise, but I don't know if I can pull it off. You can. I. Uh, well, then then uh, it'll be on newsstands in a month and a half. Perfect. <laughs> and I'll be ordering from the stash like, yo, my. <laughs> I might do it as a Kickstarter. That'd be fun. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people seem to. You know, those are very, people are very supportive of those. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was trying to say. So you follow them? I'm going through a lot of these pretty fast. Oh, and I actually had an idea for. Uh, I'm going to throw this out in the world. It's actually pretty cool. Here's the premise. Um. And I'll tell you what the title is after I, I tell you the premise. So um, Earth 2, this would be like a three-issue, one of those prestige format okay. things. Um, Earth 2, after the crisis, all the heroes and villains go to fight in the crisis. And, you know, Earth 2 was like the shiny, happy place. It was the, you know, the 1950s and 19, or 1940s and 1950s, you know, they... The villains only went so far, and the, the superheroes, you know, never got too uh, grim and gritty. And it was, you know, the sun was always bright. And so um, they go off, all the heroes and villains go off to uh, fight in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and none of them come back. Mm. And their world got very dark. And... Um, Wayne Manor was um, passed over to uh, Gotham through a, a trust that Bruce had set up. If anything had ever happened to Dick or his daughter Helena, then it would go to uh, Gotham City as an orphanage. So it's fully funded orphanage. They bring the, um, the kids of Gotham in, and there's a great need for them. And there's this one kid who practically grew up in there. His parents were killed, you know, by like random muggers. And, um, he looked out for, um, he, he took on all the bullies in the system and he looked out for the younger kids 
and he was almost set to like get out of there and he falls through um like a rotted board in the wing in the um the barn that they had over there yeah. that they still kept horses in and he falls through and uh he lands in the bat cave and this kid's name is tim drake and he, he like holy cow and he's still like a really bright kid he's still a computer genius and he goes over and he sees these really out of date but like high functioning computers and he turns them on and he finds out that bruce wayne was batman dick grayson was robin and helena wayne was the huntress and you know bruce had all these computer files and he was getting ready to um grab the you know sons and daughters of the justice society and start training them to be the replacements for the jsa and then crisis happened or actually then bruce died and then crisis happened and so nobody ever saw these files except for Tim Drake. And now he goes and he tries to, to become, um, he doesn't want to don the Batman suit. So he becomes um, Nightwing, but K-N-I-G-H-T wing, Nightwing. Oh. And uh, the, the uh, name of the uh, series would be Beyond Batman instead like of that. Batman Beyond. So I actually like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a good concept. So if anyone from DC is watching, there you go. Hey, there you go. Another, another cool. Uh, Why don't pitch. you pitch it to DC and you write it? <laughs> Just because I read comics doesn't mean I can write comics. However, I could probably get someone to help me ghost. So there you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always there's always uh, many many avenues to creativity. Former writing instructor here. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Do you ever tell your students that there's um, like an 18-inch difference between a pat on the back and a kick in the ass? I never have. <laughs> you should. Stop I will. Doing that. <laughs> okay. It's a good, it's a good quote. I'll, I'll definitely put that in my pocket. <laughs> or you could have it put on a pillow. Oh, there you go. Even better. <laughs> um, it was just one question I had, and it just escaped me and i'm so mad about that oh um what what show like what shows are you watching right now because i know like there's ahsoka that's out um we're still yeah, waiting ahsoka. what are your thoughts on that because i'm trying to convince him to watch i'm trying to convince vic to watch it who's an ultimate star wars fan vic did you did you watch rebels uh i haven't watched rebels i've watched every episode really? of clone wars but not Rebels. You watched every episode of Clone Wars, but you skipped Rebels. Why? Well, well mind you, I watched uh, every episode of Clone Wars like two years ago, just watching them continuously on Disney Plus. And then Rebels, okay. I just I just got fatigued. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch another hundred episodes of Star Wars. I need a break. I just never, never. Well, resumed. that was two years ago. Now you had yeah. your break. Now go watch and go watch Star Wars Rebels because actually, and I said this to somebody today. Um, when I first watched Star Wars Rebels, the first two episodes, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, great, baby's first Star Wars. You know, I was like, that's that's what this is. But it's it gets so intense, it's insane. Hmm. Rebels is really, Rebels is what Star Wars should be all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, from what and I- then, then you can step right into Ahsoka. Okay. And you'll know everything you need to know. 
Okay, because like from what I hear, uh, Ahsoka is more of like a sequel or just a follow-up to Rebels, or like a continuation. It is, but not a sequel. But it's. Did you read any of the Star Wars books? Um, like like specifically with the Rebels characters. No, like Thrawn, the Thrawn Ascendancy, anything with Grand Admiral Thrawn in it. Uh, read the Heir to the Empire a trilogy like many many years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you think that Thrawn was like, wow, this is a really kick-ass character? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then watch Rebels. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know he's the antagonist in that show, so... Not until uh, a little bit later, but yeah, he is he's one of the main antagonists. And yeah. you get to see something really cool at the end, which ties into Ahsoka. Hmm. Gotcha. And then Ezra Bridger, and you get to hear um, the term Boken Jedi which I think is awesome. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And one thing that has got me is Ray Stevenson's, Ray Stevenson's character, Balin Skull. He is amazing, isn't he? Yeah, and he... I'm a casual Star Wars fan, and I want more of that character. You ain't getting any more. I'm sorry. I understand that it hurts. That's what... Yeah, he was a that's and he did a great job on this. So yeah. So yeah, Vic, you, you gotta go back. Watch Rebels, then watch Ahsoka. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. I've also been watching uh I, uh Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. I actually watched Star Trek Discovery seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of I, I had Star Trek fatigue, if you will. And I, I, I'm not a guy who believes that you're either Star Trek or Star Wars. I think both fit, and there's no reason to not enjoy. You're depriving yourself, mm. and you're also being kind of, kind of a dick if if you're like, oh, I'm Star Wars guy and I, I hate Star Trek because you're limiting. But Star, if you watch Star Trek Discovery, um, first off, it's uh, Shaniqua Martin Green. Who I loved. I think she is fantastic. She was great in The Walking Dead, right. and she's fantastic as Michael Burnham. Mm-hmm. Um, just watched the first two seasons though, because everything else is is very preachy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go to Strange New Worlds, which was amazing. And I was always a Captain Kirk guy. I'm always like Team Kirk. Yeah. But Anson Mount. Holy crap! I'm Team Pike now. He's, yeah, he's gonna be on Com- he's gonna be at Comic Con this uh, Rhode Island Comic Con this year. Yeah, and hey, tell him I said hi. He doesn't know who I am, but tell him I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on the current state of the MCU? Uh, a lot of people getting um, MCU fatigue as well. Um, I like. The use of same same as uh, I like Star Wars. I like the use of the television shows to fill in some of the gaps. But sometimes you got to see stuff on the big screen. I'm looking forward to the Marvels. Me too. I thought that Quantum Mania was a stutter step. They they missed a bunch of um, they missed a bunch of opportunities there. Yeah, you know, I thought a quantum medium should have been a lot bigger than it was, and uh, I think Jonathan Majors getting a bum rap 
I think he's a fantastic actor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, too. I'm a, I mean, we got Loki coming out in, what, two weeks? The, on the 5th? I think so. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm very interested in seeing like what like what direction, you know, the Kang character is going to go and like like how the MCU is going to be telling this particular story. Yes. And how yeah. like they introduce, all right, we got some new characters in. Let's see how we fit them like see how they tell this story. Well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to see um the Young Avengers because they've got their cast going on. Yeah. You've got Patriot has been introduced. Yeah. And um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You've got um, you've got Kate Bishop. Yeah. We've got Cassie Lang. We've got Kang out there. Now we've got and we've also got Billy and um, and Tommy from WandaVision. Which is true, but it makes me wonder. I'm like, that's but. Were they really even manifested into real life because they were a figment of her imagination, correct? They were, but so was the Vision. And he's still alive. I mean, even the White Vision, that the, the pale guy. But he was, you know, he, well, he was real because that was Vision's body. That was just... Uh, true, but he also took on the Vision's personality from Wanda's thing. So, I mean... Let's let's put it this way. They've done it before in Harry Potter, so magic. <laughs> How's that possible? Magic. There you are. Yeah, the story has to happen. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know uh, since you mentioned uh, uh, Marvel, Marvel fatigue, like I know for me, uh, like the last movie I watched was uh, Wakanda Forever, and that's where I uh-huh. and that's where I decided to just like step off the. Uh, MCU train for a while because like you know a lot of the a lot of the movies like you you, you see the pattern I, I at least I feel that Disney Marvel's kind of taking their audience for granted by taking them on yet another yet another 20 some odd movie ride across another decade of like oh well it worked for the Infinity Saga we're going to replicate the same formula with the Multiverse Saga and so I just feel like all right I, I see how the cake is made I like I'm just not really as invested but you know but you know, I I hear like mixed things here and there. Like I hear Guardians of the Galaxy three is good, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Quantumania. and I and I read all the spoilers for Secret Invasion. Apparently, Amelia Clark grew a Drax arm or something. Okay, cool. Good for her. That's yeah. congratulations. I'm I'm not. Um, yeah, I was not a big fan of the Secret Invasion because it kind of wipes out what. Um, no, it doesn't wipe out what Rhodey did. Rhodey's still a dick. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm like Don Cheadle. Wow. I I'm, I'm, don't like Rhodey. Just don't like Rhodey. Even from Infinity Saga, you didn't like Rhodey. Um, nah. Nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, he, nah. Nah. He was, he was still kind of overbearing. And he wanted to also uh, kill Clint. So... Because he, he did tell uh, Natasha that, you know, he's too far gone. He might not be redeemable. So we should take him off the board. Which, dick move, Brody. Dick move. <laughs> well, if you want to put it this way, uh, Falcon can't fight. Name one movie wait, or one show, other okay, other than Falcon and Winter Soldier, where he want to fight. Well, he kind of took down... Um, 
he he did take down Don Cheadle in that, you know, he he used uh, the vision against War Machine, so kind of won that one. Even though Tony was like pissed, and and if Tony didn't have the uh, the armor, do you think that um, Anthony Mackie would have kicked his ass? Okay, he would have. <laughs> I do. Ar- okay, armor. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give him that. And I think he could take out uh, Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes. So both military. Because hmm. I both military, but he um, don't forget, Rhodey also took out Crossbones. He took out Rumlow. Hmm. I mean, granted, fate happened to drop a building on Rumlow, but still, <laughs> I'd say he won that fight. Yeah, take your wins where you can get them. Yeah. <laughs> um. But okay, one thing. As a collector, what would you say is the most valuable comic book that you own? Most valuable comic book that I own. I've got an uh, an Iron Man fifty five and CGC. Um, yeah, first Thanos. Oh, okay. Like why is um, that so... in eight point five. Not bad. So that's worth about uh, fourteen hundred. I've got some uh, some heavy duty books. I've got a Jim Lee re. Um, he did a, a retouching of my Batman Hush uh, slip case. Mm. That's about fifteen hundred bucks right there. So yeah, yeah. And um, and even and even with your, I'm sure, vast uh, collection of comics, um, is there is there still like that one comic, or at least that, or a handful of comics that are that still remain elusive to this day, like comics that you've been looking for for decades but just could never find. A copy or never could procure one no you know what I've, I've been lucky that way that i've been able to see and read most comics that i've ever wanted to like one thing that was really tough for me to find was um the captain and marvel uh the monster society of evil they had a like a one of the first serial runs in comics uh where it was like a beginning a middle and an end you know throughout multiple comics so that was i got my hands on a copy of that not too long ago so that was pretty cool nice awesome and uh and what would you say like as far as comic book characters either characters or series goes uh what what would you say is a series or character that's perhaps uh been undervalued or or slept on if you will by the large by audiences that you feel deserves much more credit than it has received I'll give you a couple, and they, it all—it's all because of my love for one man, and that's George Perez. Uh, New Teen Titans, mm. the original run of his and Marv Wolfman's from, let's say one to, um, to forty-six, forty-six, forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now let's let's go to fifty. Let's go to Donna's wedding, one to fifty. Uh, that's. That's criminally undervalued. There's only a couple in there that are worth like more than 10 bucks, which boggles my mind. Hmm. And, uh, the Avengers, same, same thing. The, um, George Perez run between 141 and 200. I mean, there's a bunch where he missed, but it's still, um, like a huge chunk that are criminally undervalued. They've got the, uh, I think it was 195 first Taskmaster. That's, you know, pretty big. I think that goes for like 200. And then there's the 181 with, um, 
first appearance of Scott Lang before he became Ant-Man, which is also, you know, about a $200 book. Uh, but other than that, everything in there is like five to 10 bucks, which I'm like, yeah, I know. Avengers 161 has, um, Hank Pym, Ultron causes him to lose his memory up until the point he became Ant-Man and the Avengers were formed. And he takes down the entire roster of the Avengers. Black Panther, Beast, Captain America, Iron Man, The Vision, Scarlet Witch, Wonder Man. I mean, he doesn't really beat the living crap out of The Vision or Wonder Man, but he he uses a little judo, little little pim judo, and flips Wonder Man onto his head. And he's taken down by the Wasp. So... You know, that's, you get like six pages of Ant-Man going to town and showing just how dangerous he really is. You would think that something like that would would have increased value because of George Perez's passing. You would think, but you'd be wrong. Unfortunately. Okay, so I actually, all right, one of my, one of my uh, most valuable comics that I own was Infinity Gauntlet number one, seven point five signed by Stalin, Perez, Rubenstein, and um. Don't ask me why Al Milgram, even though he had nothing to do with the book. Because <laughs> he was sitting next to Jim Starlin. That's. What would you say if you can give with the information I gave you, and I can even email you a picture of the book. Um, what would you say? A what guesstimate would you be able to say how much that was worth? With that, that'd probably be like a two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty dollar book, just for the Starlin autograph and the the George Perez autograph. But it's a seven five, so that's kind of you know it's like oh okay, well seven five, but they're probably taking off for you know because Starlin used to dig in. With his wrist when he was signing. Right. And uh, and, as, and uh, what would you say is a comic book series that you, you you would consider a guilty pleasure, or like a comic book series that's been like almost like universally panned, but it's a it's a series that you enjoy, you yourself enjoy, despite like mm-hmm. any critiques or criticisms against it. Ah, uh, that's a tougher one to answer. Um. I'll tell you what, I'm going to sidestep that one because, I mean, all comic books should be enjoyed and it doesn't matter what, like Hawkeye, if the original Hawkeye um, miniseries, one to, one to four by Mark Milgram, where he meets Mockingbird, there's like some huge glaring missteps in there. Uh, but that's, I mean, it's, it's a, a fun book to read because you got uh, Hawkeye just, you know, shooting his bows and arrows and he's, you know, he's out on his own. He's got like no, uh, safety net under him. Mm-hmm. So and he can't even call his Avengers buddies. Uh, and at the end of the series, he goes deaf, which go figure. So, um, I, I think that's one of my guilty pleasures, but another thing that I, one of the, the like criminally underappreciated, um, comic book series in my opinion was 
the JSA that they put out back in uh, the very early 90s. It was a 10-issue run, and um, you had... Uh, it was... I, that was that could be a guilty pleasure for me. It was by Len Straszewski, mm. and uh, the late, great Mike Parabek did the artwork on that. So if you ever get a chance, the JSA um, was right after the return of Superman, and you're like, wow, this is the JSA return from limbo. Mm. You know, after, um, what was that, the Armageddon? Um, damn, what was it? The Ar- Ar- Just Armageddon. And the Armageddon agenda and the Armageddon whatever the hell they called it, yeah. which were awful, awful, te- uh, awful uh, miniseries. <laughs> but this was a lot of fun because you had like a bunch of old guys who were getting together, going on cruises and stuff, and doing stuff that old people do, and fitting in uh, super heroics. Okay. All right. But I know it's 8.58, so Eastern time, so I know you have to get going. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. Oh my God. It was like, it's, it was a a huge honor, especially me being such a huge fan of the show. Honor's all mine. Carl Vick, this was fantastic. The the hour went like that. I know. Everyone, I know you were getting a lot of, uh, people going, how do you do what you do? How do you get these guests? He saw it. (laughs) He saw it. You know what you did? You asked. And what, what could I say? But yes. Yeah. So if you ever want me back on, just ask again. Oh, the door is the door's already open. Like we do, we talk a plethora of subjects. We have a lot of tournaments that we do. Uh, trust me, the door is always open. Cool. Well, you have to like let me in. I'm a vampire. You have to invite me. <laughs> All right, we definitely will. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Sapsic. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, we'll we'll see you again, man. We definitely will. Thank you so much. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Take care. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And while while uh, Mike's getting off the call, we'll uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap up our episode here. We'll we'll chat with the with the with the good people. Um, Fantastic. Take care, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Mike. All right. Let's see. Oh, there we go. Okay. So so yeah. Yeah, Mike Sapsic. Wow, uh, party people. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, Mike Sapsic of Comic Book Men. You know, joining us here on the Codex Prime podcast, dude. That happened. Yes, it did. That just happened. Did that blow your mind? That just happened. <laughs> to quote Talladega Nights. <laughs> yeah, and all he did was ask. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's literally all it takes. And I shoot my shot, mind you, he was actually out of the store and I hung around there for like an hour, but I was <laughs> determined to talk to him. Right. Paid off. Yeah. Asking you shall receive. Indeed. <laughs> um I do wanna say I do wanna say this. Now yeah. this is a big shout outs to our brothers, our variants over in Buff our brothers in Buffalo. Uh-huh. Our variants, uh the Pop Stew fellas. Mm-hmm. Now I wish somebody, you know what? I think maybe we gotta, I we gotta tag them. Hopefully they're watching. All right, yeah. Shout outs to Pop Stew, uh, AK, and your main man Stubert. Say the whole thing. <laughs> um, we issued a challenge to them for them to watch a Tubi movie. Okay. And they talked about it in long form. Yes. 
I feel that we should return the favor. Okay. At least, I don't know what they're going to choose. So <laughs> we're, we're challenging them to, as my fashion tag husky too, we, I'm challenging them to challenge us to watch a movie mm-hmm. and we will review it in long form. Yeah, uh, uh, any Tubi movie, uh, and I mean any Tubi movie, like <laughs> any of the legitimately good Tubi movies. You know, good. <laughs> well, you, know, you movies that you know have a budget that were uh, produced by a studio, an actual studio. You know, uh, anything that was released in theaters. There's plenty of movies like that you can find on Tubi. You know, good and hell well so, they are gonna they're gonna choose this spot. So so pick so pick any of the good ones. Or at least they're not, listen, at least they are not challenging, we're not asking them to challenge challenge us to read a Quan Mills book. Quan Mills. I'm going to Google Quan Mills right now. Who, who is this Quan uh, Mills? I'm just going to have you read a couple of titles. Okay, so uh, right now... Uh... Carl is searching Quan Mills books. That's Quan M I L L Z. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is. These are things. These are things. Is he one of those like like authors like like in the in the same vein as uh, remember back in the day Eric Jerome Dickey or Zane? Go ahead. Just read some of these. Okay, first of all, I have to say this is a this is a weird this is a huge segue from a, a, a great chill conversation. With <laughs> it is. Into, it is into this. Okay, so apparently there's an author named Quan Mills, and uh, some of the titles of his tomes include. Um, okay. Uh, why, why baby mama? Oh, my baby mama is a loser. Um, 1,000 pound Beckys and the niggas that love them. Um, this hoe got roaches in her crib. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I'm not even going to do, I'm not going to read that. No, see, I, the Tubi movies are books. Tubi movies are literature. You know what? Okay. Somebody, you know what? Somebody, I feel like somebody will make those into Tubi movies. I I wouldn't be surprised if that's already happening, but let me say this, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think every artist, Mm -hmm. be it writer, you know, painter, whatever, every artist should pursue their artistic creative endeavors. Correct. But after reading titles like that, don't quit your day job. Yeah, sometimes some <laughs> some dreams should stay unrealized. Okay, some dreams should just go directly to the cemetery. You know, <laughs> I think uh, you know when, when people say that everybody you know everybody should follow their dreams. Well, I think um, perhaps there should be some hard limits to the the human imagination. Those are things. I I came across one and I was like, I need to tell Vic about this, because I know that I I know I will get 
the most the I'll get the best reaction. And you very well, sir, succeeded. Yeah, most of those titles I can't even read on the air. <laughs> I will not I will not sully our podcast. You said worse on this show. <laughs> I mean, to, to, you to, did to the level of a of a Quan Mills uh, book title, man. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on Mortal Kombat? Yeah, segue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, I uh, I did what as a video gamer. I did what I haven't done in like. 14 years i purchased a fighting game okay purchased a fighting game in 14 years all right played yeah. one you got beaten one had one of the freddy cups that you gone to oh yeah back in 2018 you remember the year yeah killer instinct and you was beat by me i let you win but uh <laughs> but yeah i played mortal kombat 1 mm-hmm. um i've beaten the story mode what you think i i enjoyed it i thought i thought the ending was like I was like, hmm. I thought it was a little too over the top, but uh, a little too timey wimey without spoilers. But I'm like, you know what? Okay, they they have a they have a setup for the next next game. So I'm like, okay, interesting setup for part two when they get to it. And you have a um, you have an understanding because you you watched the you told me you watched the um, the story yeah. from excuse me the story from eleven. Yep, from from uh, nine, ten, and eleven. Okay, yeah. So you watch the story, so you're caught up with the story modes, yep. and now you understand why it didn't. It's not just called Mortal Kombat twelve. Right. It's called Mortal Kombat one. Yep. So so Liu Kang re redesigns the universe in his image. Uh, the, yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, and it, it was interesting, like who the main antagonist turns out to be in the story mode without 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 spoilers. But I was like, hmm, okay. Interesting continuation of of past threads, you know, while keeping it fresh for new players. Yeah. Um, I really I really enjoy the the amount of uh, single player modes in the game, mm-hmm. like the story mode, the towers, and uh, the invasion mode. I haven't even touched the invasion mode yet. I wanted to get there. Um, we, uh, I wanted to get like all the fatalities in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like now that. I got to get the cameo fatalities in. Okay. So the cameo, the cameo for te- the cameos are the uh, like the number two play the backups yep. guys that you have. Yeah, um, yeah, I- I've been enjoying Invasion mode so far. Like I've played through like Johnny Cage's mansion. Um, so that, that, that's a pretty fun mode. Uh, let's see, I've been I've been playing as Ashra. She's like one of my main characters. I like her. Yeah, but... I like her. Um, Takeshi. Mm-hmm. Which he was very his move set was cool yeah. and um oh there was one too I was like oh I like them um not havoc but uh he he's a newer character mm-hmm. I have to like, like I will I will say like uh like Baraka in the game I like his move set yeah his move set is on point and I and I I gotta I gotta say too like even as like a like a casual uh, uh, fighting game player, like I really enjoy, I really appreciated how 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 simple the the move sets are to pull off and memorize for yeah. most of the characters. So it's not like Tekken where it's like you literally have like hundreds of moves uh, uh, to, to to input. But yeah, I, I really I really do enjoy like the smooth gameplay of Mortal Kombat One, how it bridges in 
those casual players like myself and even gives like expert fighting game players a chance to like build their skills even further. Raiko. Raiko, yeah. Raiko, I like him. Yeah. Raiko's cool. Uh, Baraka's cool. I like I like Raiden uh, in the game. I, I do like his uh, his move set. Uh, Molina, Katana. I'm, I'm still trying to uh, master Katana's uh, moves as well. Um, Lee May is also good. It was okay. Yeah. Oh, I found her to be okay. Not my favorite, but <laughs> Smoke, no. Smoke! I like Smoke. Oh my god, I forgot how good Smoke, uh, how much I enjoy playing with Smoke. Yeah, I haven't played as Smoke yet, but I did play as Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah, I really like Scorpion too. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not the other one, but it's like, okay, I kind of get with it. Like I said, you remember, he created a whole new timeline. So I just can't wait for the DLCs to come out. Oh yeah, like uh, I know I know for those who bought the premium edition, they already they already have the season pass. They have like the John Claude Van Damme's Johnny Cage. This guy. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully the the John Claude Van Damme will be available at some point as a standalone. Um, I know that the Omni Man uh, from from Invincible Homelander from the Boys, uh, Peacemaker. Uh, from Suicide Squad, they're going to be available characters too, down the line. Are you going to get that character and then do the dance? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do. You it. still owe us the dance, by the way. Maybe there's a certain event where I will do the dance. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, Mortal Kombat One, man. Tiny is a good character. Tiny. Oh, so the one with the with the like with the, the staff that's like yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's 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 a good she's a good player. Oh yeah. Um, let's see who else? I haven't I haven't played as uh. See, I, I've played as Liu Kang and Kung Lao as well. Um, let's see who haven't I played as Shang Tsung? I haven't played as him yet or Goro. What do you think of his voice? You know, it's interesting. Like I like I thought. I thought his voice sounded too old, too old for a young Shang Tsung, a young looking Shang Tsung. Like if if Shang Tsung was was older in the game, then the voice would definitely match up. I just thought that hmm, his voice sounded a little, little more more fitting more fitting for like an older man. This is all I call. This is what I call him, not Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Oh, I know, like. Like it, it, it would have been cool if they got him back one more time, but I know he's he's up there, so he can still voice, he can still talk. Yeah, your soul is mine. That's to me, that's Shang Tsung. Oh yeah. From a movie that didn't age well, but yet it's still one of that was still for the long time hold the tell the title of the best video game movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know who should you know who they should have gotten. They should have gotten the actress who played Sindel in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Shut up. <laughs> and just have her deliver the same <laughs> delivery. Shut up. Too bad you will die. I'm mad that you... I'm mad that you... I'm actually surprised. I'm impressed. You Make recited her... a dialogue. You recited the dialogue from a movie that didn't exist. Yo, make her a DLC that character. Did not exist. You know there's a steelbook? There's a Blu-ray steelbook of Mortal Kombat Annihilation that you can buy. That is not true. Yeah. Because the movie doesn't exist. I saw it at Best Buy. The movie does not exist. I was tempted to buy it <laughs> and like give it to you for like a birthday present, but then I'd be like, oh wait, that means I spent money on Annihilation, so I didn't. 
I appreciate that. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Did you beat the did you beat the story mode? I did. How long did it take you? It took me about like about four hours. Yeah, same thing about same thing with me. That's why I like it's it's digestible. Yes. Yeah. It didn't take it did not take me long. Oh six months old. Sat on the lap mm-hmm. and just played. Completely lost track of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually, well, it came out on a Thursday. I got it on, a, I got it on release date. Yeah. And I just, I just had nothing. I was like, this is what I'm doing tonight. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you, just let me know if you need help. Mm-hmm. And I just played. Yeah. Then I realized I'm like, yo, it's eleven o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can tell we're almost done. I made it this far, just might as well see it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a fantastic story mode. It is. And oh, how many? And how many of the endings have you unlocked for the characters? Oh, I haven't even got to that yet. Yeah, like I've unlocked five of the endings so far. Well, that's my. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to that soon. Yeah. Now that I got all the fatalities. Psh, yeah. Time um, to unlock endings. Like we see, when you say you got 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 all the fatalities, like how do you go about that? Like, don't they all have fatalities already? You have to um to do them first, and then you just um and then now once you do them, they're in your move list now. But like, but aren't they already in the move list? Like if you if you're playing through like a versus mode or even the towers, you you hit pause and it's Go to like fatalities. It's right there in the menu. Is it? Is it not? I didn't look because last. Well, with the last game, that's how you had to get them. You had to like unlock them. So I just kind of assumed to do it, and I just looked up, just looked up the inputs, and just did them. Oh okay. Yeah, because they're all they're all pretty much all available. Oh well, I've seen them all now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me reason to hey, listen. You just yeah. that's my reason to play. Yeah. I'm just gonna play, and I'm gonna see all the fatalities. Yeah, you can even practice them in the practice mode. Did not know that. Yeah, you go to uh, learn, and then there's a fatalities menu, and you can just like practice just the fatalities. Oh, okay. Well, I got them anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny. Like I also discovered brutalities. Like I, like I, I just, I just, as I just, as I was whittling down an op- opponent, so I got their meter down to like the fatal blow uh, section. Uppercut. Just one uppercut, and then yeah. all of a sudden pff, their head just. Pl- yeah, that's that. That started in ten. Okay. Yeah, that started in ten. I want to see. Yeah. Definitely ten. Is yeah. even nine or ten? Yeah, like the first time that happened, because I was trying to uppercut the setup for the fatality, but then when their head flew off, I'm like, oh shit, what? I mean, it's much easier than having to like memorize a eighteen input combo. Yeah, that's true. From, from back in the day, I never did a single brutality from back in the day. Yeah, I heard those are pretty hard to pull off. Yeah, you have to be like world champion. Mm. Yeah. But but yeah, Mortal Kombat One, man, that's what's up. What else are you playing? Guys, too many too many games coming out, man. There's there's a lot that I I gotta get on my radar. But I've been I started playing uh separate ways the Resident Evil Four deal. Oh okay game. yeah yeah so far so far so good. I I played like the first two chapters. Um so I'll 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 play a little bit more of that. I heard it's pretty short. Four's on the shelf. Four is on the show. Listen, I'm playing Mortal Kombat. I haven't even. I'm so mad at myself. I haven't like picked up a uh, Russell. 
picked up WrestleQuest again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I want to get I want to get back to that. And then also Spider-Man coming out. Yeah, October 27th, I think, or 28th. Jesus. Yeah, it's coming out. It is coming out next month. Yeah, I think it was the 20th. I want to yeah. see 20th. Yeah. But yeah, like uh besides those games I've been playing, I'm halfway through Judgment. Um cuz uh it's, I'm on chapter six, so just thirteen chapters in the game. So I want to finish that. Um, I know Alan Wake Two is coming out October twenty seventh, I think. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that when that comes out. Uh, let's see. Yeah, October twentieth. Yep. Nice. Uh, that RPG Sea of Storms. That's also a, um... a free download off the P- P- PS. PlayStation Network. If you're a Premium Plus member, want to play that? Um, Damn. What was it? Life of P? Something like that? That you? Oh, Lies of P. Lies of P. Yeah, I I definitely want to get that game too. Like, but I know right now, like it'll it'll, it'll be it'll just be sitting there in the plastic while I'm playing Mortal Kombat. So that's oh. my life, right? That is my life right now between DJing and oh, speaking of DJ, I want to big give a big shout to Chef Tariq. He had a DJ appreciation for it, and I was on his podcast, too, last week. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, it was just... I believe in his vision, and his... It's kicking cook his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, he fixed sliders, because it was his anniversary show, his three-year anniversary show, mm-hmm. and he had and he's always having DJs on for, to cook. Yeah. So I made... I, like, just made the cut. Mm-hmm. But on the show, he made me this popcorn shrimp that was... God damn, it was delicious. Then, the show, put it in the sliders. Oh my God, I think you gotta eat this popcorn shrimp. Wow, man. Sounds like he, uh, sounds like he's got the magic touch. Oh, yeah. Oh, he can cook his ass off. Mm. He can cook his ass off. Well, I do love some popcorn shrimp and sliders, so, um, you know, if, if there's any way I can get my hands on those, I'll Red be- Lounge. On Diaraf. Okay. He's the executive chef there. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, if I'm ever there, I'll uh, I'll pop all of those uh, right lickety split. You Definitely a popcorn shrimp. And the sauce that he, the dipping sauce that he made, oh my god. I gotta show you this. Nice. Um, okay. Let me see. What else I got going on? I'm DJing a lot. Yeah. I am DJing a lot. A couple of weeks ago, I was in um, I was in a for fleet. I was in a uh, Zoom call with, and I showed you the picture of this. Yeah. Uh, MC Shan, Freeway, mm-hmm. yeah. Daddyo from Stetasonic, mm-hmm. Sweet T, Daz, and Cujo and Big Gip, a Goodie Mob. Wow, man. Some, some... And I was just sitting there like. I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> Some hip hop uh, experience right there. You think? Yeah, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Love being part of Fleet. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, you know, you should, uh, you should link up. Who you should link up with if you ever get the chance? Grandmaster Melly Mel. Stop with that song. Is that your favorite song in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those songs that's like. It's been stuck in my head because of how ridiculous it is and the the, the randomness of it. Of, you know of it the words. Listen, Carl. Hey, listen, Carl. Hey, why are you hurting? Why are you mad? Why you look bad? 
You look like you look like a roach just crawled out oh, of your, your book, book bag. bag. Oh my god! <laughs> In a pet class, you let. <laughs> you can't even finish that. <laughs> oh man, man. What would you rather do? Listen to that song all day, or read a Quan Mills book? All of a sudden, Millie Mel all day. That's 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 not that's not a question. That's like, I mean, you put the you, yo you you put that. <laughs> you want to know the funny part is. What's that? Quan Mills books are available in audio. <laughs> I I bet they are. Oh my god! Just imagine, like, okay, because I know you do this. You're at a stop. You stop at a red light in a two lane road. Mm-hmm. So you always just kind of look to the side of who's there, because mm. you'll never know what people are gonna do. Mm. You pull up to them and they're listening to that audio book. <laughs> I would, I would just look at them and just, I was, I would silently judge them and I, I would just like just drive off. Even if there's a red light, I'll just drive off. <laughs> I'll take my chance. I'll take my chances. <laughs> if I get hit with un- oncoming traffic, I'll take my chances. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, I would rather listen to that Millie Mel Eminem diss track. You put that over some Dilla beats. All right, or some premier beats, or or some Timbaland beats, you know. I mean, hey, hey, that's a that's a that's a job for you. You can, why, why don't you take that? I'm not doing it. Take the vocals. I'm not doing track. it. I can do it, but I'm not gonna. Blend it over some some Eminem beats, you know. Say, yo, Melly Mel over some Dr. Dre beats. Like, don't take, disrespect Dr. Take Dre take like something that. off the Chronic to 2001 or Compton. The sad thing is I can do it. I just will not. Or you can put it over like a a wrestler's theme. You know what I'm saying? You know, because Melly Mel was trying to get into wrestling so it it ties together. I can do it. I will not. You you, you gotta do it, man. You you, you gotta do it. You know? No. (laughs) Rah! (laughs) I hate you so much on so many different levels right now for that. Listen, man. Listen, I I, I want to hear Melly Mel over some Dilla beats. That that that's all. You know. I mean, I do put out blend challenges at. No. It's like a jungle sometimes. <sighs> okay, I'll do the message anytime. <laughs> I will do like the message or the Beat Street song, but no, then then I got limits. Ooh. Oh, I have an idea. You take that Millie Mel Eminem diss track. No. Put it over a line dance record. You know, b- b- blend that with the Casper slide. You know, slide to the left, slide to the right. God rest his soul, by the way. I know, legend. You know what? He is a legend. Yeah. I remember, I remember when that song came out when I was in high school, man. And people still rock to rock it to this day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. He made something memorable. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> encourage him. <laughs> oh, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. What would you rather do? Would you rather make those aforementioned Melly Mel blends or watch Bo is Afraid? Because you know Bo is Afraid is out, right? Available for home video, Blu-ray. I think it's in 4K, too. Ari Aster's third directorial feature, three hours. Oh God, I'll make the I'll make the blend. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the blend. 
Three hours of an Ari Aster horror comedy. I feel like you're trying to get me into it. <laughs> get me to do it again. Hey, listen, I mean, you'll never listen to that Mariah Carey song, Always Be My Baby, the same way again. Oh, my God. I mean, man. If I do that, I'm not doing it alone. <laughs> I'm looking right into the camera. Listen, like, watch the movie, and you can appreciate Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Because he was really good in it. Well, Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor anyways. I'm drunk an energy drink, and now I'm going to be, like, up. I mean, when you watch it, you, I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling. It's a bit frustrating. Um, it might test your limits as, as to, a, I mean, as to a, what a Victor movie is, but... Uh, Hey. I, I pushed those limits. I pushed those limits with you. <laughs> but hey, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, if if A24 releases a special 4K edition that I can order from their store, I'll probably pick it up. A24. You know, I feel like one of these days, since they say just ask, what if I got Ariasta? <laughs> He'll probably say no. I know he's not. He's not big on. Uh, publicity or doing interviews rather oh well I tried <laughs> cause uh, I don't know if that's a mind that I can drink through hey I mean uh, you know we could we could always wait for a strange thing about the Johnsons part 2 or like the what can you do for a oh god I'm about to he's about to his, his brain's about to start working a, a, a feature length version of the strange thing about the Johnsons. Right? No, we don't need that. But um, <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> it, it's the, it's the ultimate Father's Day film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! If 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 A twenty four ever produced the film, first of all, and if they decided to release it on Father's Day, oh my God. That's an ultimate. <laughs> that is an ultimate middle finger. Hey man, listen. Who hurt you, Vic? Hey, don't. Hey, I, I'm. I'm. Hey, I'm not Ari Aster. I don't make. I don't make or write those. I don't write or direct those movies. <laughs> I mean, they're they're hilarious to watch, but still, the hilarious. What trauma do you have? What trauma do you have? Nothing. I just I just appreciate the the artistic audacity to to make something like that. Has your fiance ever watched any of these movies? Absolutely not. She refuses, right? Yeah, yeah. She's she's yeah. No. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I I there's plenty there are plenty of movies I can you recommend. Are, yes. Somebody normal in this relation in that relationship. There's there's plenty of great movies I can recommend that's not you know the horror of the horror variety. Oh, we don't trust. First of all, what did I tell you? Tree of Life. Tree of Life that went over your head. Pearls before swine. You know that's like, it's like it's like I I, tr I tried to give you like a nice a, a, a nice you know a plate of grilled salmon right just with with the lemon with the oregano you know just mwah, chef's kiss and you're like. Salmon? I just want a fish fillet from McDonald's. No. I watched that. I watched that movie. I'm like, alright, what is this? And then it was just... And then when you try to make a story out of it, it's like, 
right. There's a lot of potholes here. Like, it's not about plot plot. No, we need a plot. What's the story? There's like really no story. It's just there is. It's just clips, clips, screensavers, and more clips of some. And you try to like figure out what they're saying in the clips. See, it's it's because you're you're not ready for Terrence Malick. See, see, yeah, you're you're not you're not ready for the Terrence Malick experience. You, know. you put me through freaking David Lynch as well. Like David Lynch is amazing. I still ha- I still have to watch Twin Peaks. I've never seen an episode, but I really want to. Uh, Mulholland Drive is a masterpiece. Uh, Silencio. Yeah. No, I'm actually telling you to Silencio. <laughs> you see that one? You saw you saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> Inland Empire is. That's a great film. That was, I think that was still his last film he made. Because um, I know he made... Damn, Tree of Life, is that old? Yeah, 2011. It's my favorite film of that year. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Inland Empire, that's great. Three hours of David Lynch. Surrealism. Um, oh, Blue Velvet with a crazy Dennis Hopper. Man, that one was intense. Was that, is there an actual story that... Yeah, there's a story, but you know, you know, it's David Lynch, so he'll get surreal, you know, towards the end. Um, the Elephant, okay, uh, a straightforward David Lynch film is The Elephant Man. That one was really good. But that's literally a, based on a true story. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a great film. Yeah. Um, I said I will I will give you this. You gave me two. You recommended me two Criterion films. Yeah. And I enjoyed. It was two. I watched two. Well, it was Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. I was thinking about that. That one was good. Yeah. Tootsie. Mm -hmm. That one was good, and it was spoofed on Family Guy a couple of times. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there another one you had me watch? Well, Mulholland Drive. Uh Mulholland Drive, Tree of Life. I want to say that was it. You... Did make me watch the beginning of Sweet Sweet Sweetback's bad fucking movie. I hate that movie. I hate it so much. I hate the fact we don't gotta come back to the light. Yeah, come back to the light. You know, come I, back to the light. It's dark lately. Yeah, you know, I I still have the box set that that movie came in. The Melvin Van Peebles box set from Criterion. Like the other movies are good in his collection. Like like Watermelon Man is hilarious. Um, Don't play as cheap was good. Um, Story of a three day pass that was a, that was very interesting artsy, but Sweet Sweetback's badass song man he should he should have gone he should he should have yeah. gotten locked up for that yeah I know yeah but yeah. but what bothers me more is that Mario Van Peebles doesn't seem to mind or never seemed to mind I tried to look up a Let's not forget where the girl's head falls off. Oh, Hereditary. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. That, that, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. That caught me completely off guard. Yeah, that's that's why. But I will say this. The greatest movie recommendation that you ever 
told me to watch. Yeah. And I had a blast from beginning to end. What's that? Velocipasta. <laughs> oh, Velocipasta, that was wow. She was cinematic gold. Oh, yeah. Why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Because he's swimming it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Frankie, stop. <laughs> I, I, I still want a Frankie Mermaid movie. Like a... Like, how, uh, an origin story. Yeah. Frankie Mermaid's Rise to Power. Yeah. There it is! <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, there's uh, there's, there's pl- plenty, of, plenty of great movies out there, man. I... That I... That I can wholeheartedly recommend. I mean, and, and, and hey, you know... You know, I, I, I understand that some of the movies... Might be a little extreme, especially if I'm recommending some horror stuff. Um, oh, I beat you! I beat you to it. I get. I even to listen. I got you to your limit. Fuck Cannibal Hall. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> that, even even I have limits, but you know, and, you know, without mentioning any names, you know, there are some folks who, you know, when it comes to like some of the artsier films, it just like phew, flies over their head. They're like, they're like. What is this? This is making me think. This is a this is a screensaver movie. We're, no, we're, we're, that's a screen. The, no, 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 nope, no. Nope. Where where are the superheroes? Where are the bright costumes? Where's the post credit singer? You know, some people just you know expect you know McDonald's movies. You know, McDonald's cinema. You know, you you get you get what you pay for, right? You know, you you, you get a slider, you get a, some fries and and like some some sugary you know soda soda whatever, and you think that that's you think that that's the pinnacle of cinema. Without mentioning any names, I'm not I'm not casting judgments here. Yes, you are. But you know, I'm just I'm just asking y'all. You know, even 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 for those even even for some who may be in the comments who are saying that oh Victor, we don't like your movies and all recommendations and all this. Take the time to expand. Expand your mind and realize, you know, I there think are that there, 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 there are more movies out there, more different types of movies out there than just superheroes or fast cars that go vroom vroom with Vin Diesel and family. You know, you know, take the time to challenge yourself. Allow your tastes to, to grow beyond the the narrow confines. You know, of, of of your own individual taste. I feel like if you watch that movie, Beaches, you'll cry. Be- oh, is that with uh, Barbara Streisand? Yeah. I've never seen Beaches. Me neither. But my girl, like, talked about it. I was like, we gotta watch Beaches. And I, I remember watching Steve Harvey, and I was like, yo, you meant this, this movie called Beaches. It's gonna get you. <laughs> so he mentioned it. I was like, I feel like I probably would have to watch this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been around for a while. I'm pretty sure it's available somewhere. I'm looking on real good right now. <laughs> if it's available on Tubi, I'll be like, well, I'll, I'll carve some time to watch it. There you go. Beaches. Apple TV. Okay. Uh, probably a rental. And I guess yeah. I'll, I, I'll hold I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, man, expand your palates, you know, challenge yourselves to, you know, see beyond just the mainstream, you know, and like I said, like I said, this is a judgment-free zone. I, I never, Lies. 
I never would judge anybody off the off their movie taste, you know. I would never make I have never there's never been a time where I mocked someone for the for the type of movies that they like. Say or, the red brand. <laughs> uh, you know, um I've never done that. So, you know, I mean if if if, if Terrence Malick's not to your liking, that's fine, you know. There are other there are other filmmakers out there, but you know, Growth. The Woman King was excellent. Yes. Yes, The Woman King was excellent. Gina Prince Bythewood. By the way, um Did you know that one year ago was Codex three hundred? Yeah. 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 One year ago, three hundred episodes, and now we're on three thirty eight. That's amazing. It's an amazing time. We there's a lot of let's just say <laughs> there is a lot of things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And we just getting started. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've been we've been at this podcasting thing for about eight years now, I'd say. Eight years. Yeah. My my God. Like it's like what is time, man? It is, and you know, and it, it it's just become so much of a part of part of my life where it's like I never would have thought like the things that I'm doing now. Like I know ten year old Carl's like proud as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like ten year old Carl just can't believe he wouldn't believe like all the things that we would. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were, and we're going to get, you know, more more cool guests down the line. I know. still can't believe we did that. I still can't believe that. Like, I was like, you know what? My girl can attest to this. We added time mm. to, on our drive back mm. to make sure I stopped at that store. Because I don't know when I was able to get another chance. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's on the way, you know. It's a, it's actually out the way. It's like way off of ninety five. Like you get you because okay, you're on the turn, but you get off the turnpike, mm-hmm. and you're like not far from New York at all. So you get off the turnpike, and you're pretty much driving about another good forty five minutes to get there. Mm. Yeah. Then. We hit on traffic. We hit, uh, when we were leaving there, mm. we hit traffic because mm. it was. Yeah, we good. Oh shit! The meeting has ended after forty minutes idle time. Oh, <laughs> what? And on that note, wow. 